0: Hello everyone, I am your host Luke, and today I realize that I am talking about a more um, polarizing topic than I usually talk about. I would first like to say a couple things before I get into this topic. This will be a two-part series, hopefully. The first part will be on the life of the Mormon prophet Joseph Smith. The second will be on, um, the claims put forwards in the Book of Mormon that, um, are claimed to have been revealed to Joseph Smith and by the angel Moroni, um, when he published the Book of Mormon in March of 1830, that uh, purport to tell the story of the four lost tribes of Israel that came to America in different uh, times. And those four tribes are the Jaredites, The Mulekites, the Lamanites, and the Nephites. Um, The some personal background on myself. I've um, told. I I've shared this before on the podcast, but if you're just um, joining us now then, uh, I would like to restate that I am currently what the slang is, uh, a reformed Catholic. I am baptized into the Roman Catholic church. Um, and I have studied in depth the, uh, King James version of the Bible, and that is because I was raised K through twelve in Catholic school, and uh, you have to study the Scripture, uh, mostly the New Testament, and there's a reason for that. That's a separate podcast topic, but um, I pretty much formally renounced my faith in, I think its it was around my junior year of my high school experience, um, for my own personal reasons, so I now consider myself agnostic um, to who I'm talking to, uh, or atheist I consider myself atheist because I personally think it is um, more important to be a good person than to have picked the right religion to get into whatever your interpretation of the afterlife is, whether it's heaven or um, yada, yada, yada. My... beef is with Joseph Smith and the lies that he shared in the Book of Mormon um, as to the or- origin of the Native Americans on the um, North and South American continent. Um, the scientific consensus is that sometime between 10 to 20,000 years ago, a small group of what would come to be known as Native Americans crossed the ice bridge um, in, over the Bering Strait from, I believe, Siberia. To Alaska and those people um, spread out throughout the continent the two continents and those are the ones that um, spread out and peopled the uh, you know the United States Canada Mexico um, and all of South America and of course, those are modern-day um, terms, not you know what they would have called uh, them back then. So, uh, basically, ever since um, people, more specifically, Europeans had discovered the new world um they going off of biblical um interpretation of the world where did these people come from like we they hadn't known these people you know they weren't mentioned in the bible where where did they come from why why were the Europeans constantly encountering these millions of people as they pushed further west into, you know, unknown land to the Europeans? Well, one popular and very early on claim of Europeans was that Native American or lost tribes of Israelites. Um, Apparently in the book of Genesis, uh, the Tower of Babel, uh, the story of the Tower of Babel can be found in Genesis chapter 11, verse 1 through 9. And that is how Christians or creationists believe that the world was populated. And so in the Book of Mormon, um, or in the Bible, there's a passage where they say like other sheep, um, that were lost from God's flock, um, went on to people, you know, the land and the continents and whatnot. So, European Christians at the time interpreted this to mean, oh, this must be the group of people that went to the New World, and the Native Americans that were um, encountering our lost tribes of Israel and they have fallen to sin and whatnot and the best they they don't know themselves the best way to um save themselves so we either we're helping them by converting them to christianity because we're reclaiming the lost flock so you know this went on ever since you know The, um, (laughs) this era began when Christopher Columbus, you know, sailed the ocean blue. So, now we get to Joseph Smith in 1825-ish, 26-ish. So, let's get to our good old buddy, old pal, Joseph Smith the Mormon prophet. Our friend Joseph Smith once said, One of the grand fundamental principles of Mormonism is to receive truth. Let it come from whence it may. Joseph Smith Jr. So let's tell the truth, Joe. There are 15 million Mormons in the world right now. And this is a quote from Korah I know very few church attending Mormons who have not read at least major parts of the Book of Mormon and understand the basic claims Mormons read from the book regularly in sacrament meetings Sunday school and the other auxiliary organizations like young women primary etc how many Mormons who read from the Book of Mormon and Bible daily depends on the year as the church rotates different scriptures and study methods annually. Like this year, Mormons are studying the Old Testament. LDS church member scripture reading on average is high, probably higher than any other religion. Jehovah's Witnesses read the Bible more, mainly because they only have one book of scripture, whereas Mormons have four. And their entire religion focuses on Bible study, as a major religious habit um and that is according to mark monji that was on quora um so let's get to a history a brief history of joseph smith who was he joseph smith jr december 23rd 1805 to january june 27th 1844 he was an american religious leader and founder of Mormonism and the Latter-day Saint movement. When he was 24, he published the Book of Mormon. By the time of his death, 14 years later, he had attracted tens of thousands of followers and founded a religion that continues to the present with millions of global adherents. Smith was born in Sharon, Vermont. By 1817, he had moved with his family to western new york the site of intense religious revivalism during the second great awakening smith said he experienced a series of visions including one in 1820 during which he saw quote two personages whom he eventually described as god the father and jesus christ and another in 1823 in which an angel directed him to a buried book of golden plates inscribed with a Judeo-Christian history of an ancient American civilization. In 1830, Smith published what he said was an English translation on these plates called the Book of Mormon. That same year, he organized the Church of Christ, calling it a restoration of the early Christian church, and members of the church were later called Latter-day Saints, or Mormons, and Smith announced a revelation in 1838, which renamed the church as the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. In 1831, Smith and his followers moved west, planning to build a communalistic American Zion, and they first gathered in Kirkland, Ohio, and established an outpost in Independence, Missouri which was intended to be Zion's, quote, center place. And during the 1830s, Smith sent out missionaries, published revelations, and supervised construction of the Kirtland Temple. The collapse of the church-sponsored Kirtland Safety Society, anti-banking company, and violent skirmishes with non-Mormon Missourians caused Smith and his followers to establish a new settlement at Nauvoo, Illinois, where he became a spiritual and political leader, and in 1844, when the Nauvoo Expositor criticized Smith's power and practice of polygamy, Smith and the Nauvoo City Council ordered the disruption of their printing press, inflaming anti-Mormon sentiment. Fearing an invasion of Nauvoo, Smith wrote to Carthage Illinois to stand trial, but was killed when a mob stormed the jailhouse. Smith published many revelations and other texts that his followers regard as scripture. His teachings discuss the nature of God, cosmology, family structures, political organization, and religious collectivism. His followers regard him as a prophet comparable to Moses and Elijah, and several religious nominations consider themselves the continuation of the church that he organized, including the Church of Jesus Christ, of Latter-day Saints, and the Community of Christ. Um, so, he was... He actually had multiple books that he wrote. Um, He wrote the Book of Mormon, um, the Book of Moses, and the Book of Abraham. He wrote the Book of Commandments and Doctrines and Covenants. I mean, to me, the funniest um he (laughs) on how he translated the book of Mormon is that he looked in a stovepipe hat while looking through a seer stone and was um, dictating it to another person um Smith actually never said how he produced the Book of Mormon, saying only that he translated it by the power of God and implying that he had transcribed the words. The Book of Mormon itself states that only that its text will, quote, come forth by the gift and power of God onto the interpretation thereof. As such, considerable disagreement about the actual method used exists. For at least some of the earliest dictation, Smith is said to have used the Urum and Thuman, a pair of cedar stones, he said were buried with the plates. Later, however, he is said to have used a chocolate-covered stone he had found in 1822 that he had previously used for treasure hunting. Joseph Knight said that Smith saw the words of the translation, while well, he gazed at the stone or stones in the bottom of his hat, excluding all light, um, which is a process similar to divining the location of treasure. Sometimes Smith concealed the process by raising a curtain or dictating from another room, while at other times he dictated full view of witnesses while the plates lay covered on the table. Uh, by the way, there were 11 witnesses claimed to have seen the tablets that, um, or the golden tablets that he says that he translated from. After completing the translation, Smith gave the brownstone to Cowdery, but continued to receive revelations using another stone until about 1833, and he said he no longer needed it. Uh. So now we move on to how Joseph Smith died, which is its own, um, <laughs> kind of interesting tale, And it seems to have galvanized his followers at one time and also, um, Pushed him into the realm of martyrdom because he was um, killed for, some might see it as, he was killed for telling the truth um, about the kingdom of God or whatever. Uh, So this comes to us from history.com. Joseph Smith, the founder and leader of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, was murdered along with his brother Hiram when a mob broke into a jail where they were being held in Carthage, Illinois. Born in Vermont in 1805, Smith claimed in 1823 that he had been visited by a Christian angel named Moroni who spoke to him of an ancient text that had been lost for 1,500 years. The holy text, supposedly engraved on gold plates by a Native American historian, in the 4th century, uh, that's important because this guy claims to be a member of the tribe of the Nephites, Um, and this related a story of Israelite peoples who had lived in America in ancient times. During the next several years, Smith dictated an endless translation of this text to his wife and other scribes. He, He also had multiple wives, that's important to note. Um, And in 1830, the Book of Mormon was published. In the same year, he founded the Church of Christ in Fayette uh, Township. The religion rapidly gained converts, and Smith set up communities in Ohio, Missouri, and Illinois. However, the Christian sect was also heavily criticized for its unorthodox practices, mainly polygamy. In 1844, he announced his candidacy for the presidency of the United States. Though he did not have great enough appeal to win, the idea of Smith as president increased anti-Mormon sentiment. A group of dissenting Latter-day Saints began publishing a newspaper that was highly critical of the practice of polygamy and of Smith's leadership. Smith had the press destroyed, and the ensuing threat of violence prompted Smith to call out a militia in the town of Nauvoo, Illinois. He was charged with treason and conspiracy by illinois authorities and imprisoned with his brother hiram in the carthage city jail and on june 27 1844 a mob stormed in and murdered his brothers two years later smith's successor you might recognize his name because there is a brigham young university uh, that still uh chokes on to this day. Brigham Young led an exodus of persecuted Latter-day Saints from Nauvoo along the Western Wagon Trails in search of religious and political freedom. How ironic that they were looking for that in America, the supposed land of religious and political freedom. You know, democracy. Yada, yada, yada. In July 1847, the... 148 initial pioneers reached utah's valley the great salt lake and upon viewing the valley young declared quote this is a place in the pioneers began preparations for tens of thousands of mormon converts who would follow them to settle there So <laughs> now we get into one of his um, more controversial beliefs that um, the main Mormon church has uh, denounced 99 um, percent of Mormons uh, you know don't practice. Um, There is the, you know, the fundamentalist Mormons, and their numbers are very small. I tried looking around at some different sources, and it came to around, there may be as many as 60,000 practicing fundamentalist Mormons, or there may be as few as 6,000 to 10,000 is the more agreed upon number. Um usually they live in gated off communities and you know they dress in very um i want to say you know kind of like amish clothing but like the the amish people are great i i I have nothing but respect for them but you you know like um that that style dress and uh you know like I know the name of one of their, um, places is, I believe green Haven is one such, um, Mormon fundamentalist site. Um, and to get around the whole, um, you know, there's, I think there's anti polygamy laws in the U S. Um, you know, they, they call it spiritual marriage and, uh, I've watched a few doc documentaries on them, but, um, yeah. So now we're going to continue on with Joseph Smith. This comes to us from The Guardian. Joseph Smith said he was ordered by an angel to adopt polygamy and took up to 40 wives in his uh, lifetime, putting his w- first wife, Emma, through an excruciating ordeal. Um... When Joseph Smith, founder of the Mormon Church, received a revelation in 1831 in which he was commanded by God to break the law and take multiple wives he had first resisted. He knew that if he embraced polygamy he would be castigated for it. But then between 1834 and 1842 an angel came down to him no fewer than three times urging him to get on with it. In the last such appearance, the angel brandished his sword and threatened to kill Smith unless he, quote, went forward and obeyed the commandment fully. And so it came to pass that Joseph Smith, visionary and creator of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, um, took to himself up to 40 wives engaging in, I'll use the term, relations, between twelve and fourteen of them, um, they range in age at time of marriage or "quote" sealing, as the Mormons called it, from Fanny Young's fifty-six to Helen Kimball, who was just fourteen. Some of the women were already married before Smith "quote" sealed himself to them for eternity. Um, the fact of Smith's long and prolific embrace of "quote." plural marriage is not in of itself surprising his adoption of the practice as a route to heavenly exaltation has long been discussed by historians and theologians what is stunning is that the official version of his polygamous life now has been published by the mormon church itself um an institution that in recent decades has gone out of its way to downplay the unconventional marital practices of its early male founders Um, And the account is given in an essay that has been posted on their website as part of a series of articles on the role of polygamy in the religion's history. The essay presents Smith's polygamous behavior as the result of a literal revelation from God underlined by the appearance of the angel enforcer who quote, came with the drawn sword Friending Joseph with destruction. The publication is part of an attempt to open the church up and face some of its most contentious acts, um, such as the priesthood debate or the woman being married in temple, that lasted to as late as 1978. The official Mormon historian and elder of the church, Stephen Snow, told the New York Times. Quote, there's so much out there on the internet that we felt we owed our members a, quote, safe place where they could go get reliable, faith-promoting information that is true about some of these more difficult aspects of their history. Um, (laughs) The official account has stirred up an intense debate among Mormons who have been brought up to think of Smith is relatively unblemished by some of the quirkier behavior of his peers. The Salt Lake Tribune, which covered the official history last month, has been bombarded with more than 5,000 comments. Um, Writing in the same newspaper, Christy Money, a Mormon psychologist, warned that the church's portrayal of Smith's actions as the result of an order from God have an adverse impact on young readers she said the official history should make it clear that in the eyes of the modern leadership that quote joseph may have erred in his practice of polygamy in other respects though the church does not flinch when some of the more painful aspects of this element of its path um, after his death it makes clear that church leaders came up with a new policy in which they effectively lied to the world, stating publicly that monogamy was the only legal marriage under Mormonism, while openly tolerating plural marriage within their ranks. It also addresses the position of Joseph's wife, Emma, who is openly hostile to polygamy, which I can totally understand her perspective. It says that she was put through an, quote, excruciating ordeal, and that though she approved of ford smith's other marriages in later years he kept many of his ceilings hidden from her the mormon church made a clean break with polygamy in 1896 when it uh, accepted a deal with the u.s government in which it denounced the practice in return for the granting of statehood for utah and you know that is the jerusalem to mormons which i guess if you're mormon Makes it a lot easier than the three major, main religions on the planet, Christianity, uh, Islam, and Judaism all having the same holy city of Jerusalem, which, you know, is such a flashpoint that (laughs) it's almost like it was planned. A minority of believers refused to go along with the new protocol and insisting that they were keeping true to the faith. Continued to practice it as the newly christened Fundamental Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, and that's the modern day sects I was um, sect of the church that I was talking about. And small communities of polygamous Mormons remain to this day in small towns such as Hilldale on the border between Utah and Arizona. I um, am including the uh, what is it uh, you know town of Greenhaven that's just one I know of so I would like to bring up some I'll use the term interesting uh, parts of Mormonism that the main church teaches our teachings of Joseph Smith. Uh, the first one, Mormons believe in eternal marriage. Uh, this must be related to the sealing that um, they were talking about. The Mormon wedding ceremony is unique in a few ways, but it produces incredible results. Um, uh, the current U.S. divorce rate is 50%. However, the divorce rate among Mormons who marry in a Mormon temple is only six percent um, one reason is that those who marry in a Mormon temple believe that the marriage is respected by God after death not only quote to death do you part uh, yeah Mormons believe that Christ uh, the Heavenly Father and the Holy Ghost are separate beings. Um, I mean, it's not really the... Oh, so they reject the Trinity. Okay, yeah, so that's um, that's an important point. Uh, the Book of Mormon says that Christ ministered to the whole world in the Bible. Um, Christ explains that he's a good shepherd and that he will be uh, slain. He says, quote, other sheep I have which are not of this fold, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Um, So who are these other sheep? Mormons believe that Christ, after his death and resurrection, followed up on that promise and visited other lands throughout the world. Um, The Book of Mormon is a record of Christ's teachings to the people in the americas and i just want to go on to say once again there is no um evidence archaeologically or um phonetically linguistically of um contact between the old world and new world uh in pre-columbian times besides when the uh vikings uh made a very temporary um, stay there in I I think it was Canada um, where they encountered the Proto-Inuit and if you want to look up some stories about that uh, extra history did one it's like on uh, Vinland they called it Vinland the native americans that they encountered were called sh- skrylings skralings um, and some of those people would be thorvald erikson um leif erikson and you know they they weren't there for very long um, a we actually don't know much about these encounters because it seems the Proto-Inuit um, didn't keep any oral history of their encounter with the Vikings. We have found their settlements on it, on uh, Canada. They date from around 1050-ish. Um, they. It's just a very brief and we know about from the Vikings perspective of uh, two they call them songs I believe but um so we move on Mormons believe in tithing which is donating 10% of their money to charity I believe um Christians believe in those too uh Mormons believe everyone has their responsibility to research their family history Uh, and this is this leads to their belief in baptism for the dead Uh, so in the Mormon Church members are asked to research their ancestors they study their family history And find those who died without a knowledge of the gospel then they take those names to mormon temples and the member of the church is baptized in a font for and in behalf of their ancestor i hope i'm not baptized into the mormon church yuck practice of baptism for the dead makes mormons especially mindful of their families family trees and their family legacy Uh, but it's also caused a lot of controversy You can read more on that yourself. Uh, They believe uh, innocent children are without sin, whatever. Um, Mormons dedicate more than two hours per week to church worship. Uh, They have their main church meetings on Sunday, and the meetings last two hours long. Um, Second meeting is Sunday school, which... uh, And they serve in their churches without pay, often for many, many hours per week. And to me, that is signs of a, I'm not going to use the word uh, cult, but um, how they can control how much exposure their um, members have with the outside world by tying up Vast amounts of time, you know, Jehovah's Witnesses do this too. Um, yeah. So this guy goes on to say members of the church are all given specific duties or ways that they can help out in the church. A member may be assigned to make a program for the church service each week to serve as a bishop, which is a leader of a congregation of about 300, to play the piano during services, to teach a youth class, etc., have more than the 15 million Mormons in the world. Only a very small handful receive pay for the their ecclesiastical work. Um, and this was all from a website called PurposeInChrist.com, and this was written by another um, Mormon apologist, which I find interesting. That I'm going to get into this on my um, <laughs> second part two podcast of this uh, topic is that each of these terms when you Google them, like the term Jaredites, uh, Mulekites, Moroni, um, Lamanites, Joseph Smith, yada, yada, yada. um, There's a lot of Mormon apologist websites that are trying to rank for these terms. So like, you know, like, let's look up the term Jaredites, for example, you're going to notice that the first, like most of the couple of Google pages are um, clogged up with these Mormon apologist websites that are trying to back up, you know, the claim that they were, a lost tribe of Israelites that came to um, America. So, yeah. That's just one example, but I'll get into that in part two. Um, If you want to read for yourself um, about... What kind of was the catalyst for the Book of Mormon um, I'll get into this on the part two it's called the myth of the ten lost tribes and this if you want to look up to yourself uh, the website is dot museum.org.il and if you type in Anu M- museum And then let's say you're in Google and then you'll look up or type right behind it the myth of the lost 10 lost tribes. Uh, This article should rank and you can read for it yourself. But um, I will go much deeper into this in part two. Um, So I would just like to end on a good note um this has been your host luke um i personally have had the pleasure of knowing multiple mormons in my life and i can honestly say that they're some of the nicest most sincere people you will ever meet um i guess as long as you stay on their good side right um but anyways i just want to end on that and this has been your host luke Uh, Thank you for listening to this uh, episode of Reptilian Insider News. I hope you guys have a great week. And I am hoping to put out episode two on Friday of this week on the Lost Tribes of Israel. And these are the Jaredites, the Mulekites, the Lamanites, and the Nephites, which are talked about in the Book of Mormon. Oh. Uh have a good night